Hello, screeners. How you doing? It's me, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. Do not believe You're the, the rumors or the hype. <laughs> You're in the I'm wrong Henry. place. I'm here. It's me too, Nico Luro. How are you guys doing? <laughs> so for anyone on VOD or Pod Squad, the rumors are that the silver screen dudes were four minutes late because AJ couldn't have a table. I'm not table, table, table. Internet. And this is going to be, who knows? The way my mood is fixed, the way my mood is going, maybe fixed by next week. But <laughs> that's a different story completely. Yell at <laughs> Vodafone. Yell at Vodafone. <laughs> no, do you know what? This, yeah, so that's the Vodafone, but Vodafone is a bit too far. This was the, let's get into it. I hotspot to do my thing because the Wi Fi is just a bit too far from where it's plugged in on the other side. So Vodafone may have been, but then I've also found that I did do one pod with Vodafone in here, and my hotspot was a bit stronger. So I thought I was on my hotspot from my phone, but no, it had somehow, somehow decided to go back onto the Vodafone. But Good no, um, Vodafone is not really to blame too much. That's fine. Don't, you, you can still yell at them, though. It's always fun yelling at customer service people. <laughs> it's one of my favorite pastimes, customer service people who are in customer service. Why? Because they don't do customer service. Hey, I need a problem. Sorry, I can't help you with that, mate. Or could I just take your details, please? Get a date of birth and an address. Oh, no, no, we can't help with that. The fuck are you here for, then? Do you know what I love? Do you know what I love, right? Uh, sorry, guys, tangent, but here we go. I call up, and I would like to pay a bill. Nothing more. I would this like to be good. pay the bill. Yeah? No, ex no details of X, Y, Z. Here's the account number. I would like to pay the bill. We'd like to process you through security. Oh, you are not authorized on the thing. So you're going to complain that I'm not here to teeth the person. I'm here to pay the physical bill and I've not passed security. What is there that I need to do to prove for you to just take my money? Yeah. <laughs> I find it the most redundant thing ever. If you want me to change billing details, fine. You know, oh, no, yeah, I don't want you to pay for number... XYZ, I would have paid for ABC. Then, yeah, now we're doing something. No, I'm saying here's the details for this address. I'd like to pay. Oh, but you're not all for us to pay. All right, then don't take the fucking money then. Right. <laughs> Unless it comes two weeks, we're, we're going to inform you that we're cutting your energy because you did not pay. No shit. <laughs> because who? Because who? Not because, because of me. <laughs> fucking idiots. Egypt. Yeah. Fucking life, mate. Anyway, we have each other. We have the movie Mount Rushmore. We have the film family. We have a beacon of light in this very difficult time. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to address it's, this. Yeah. Gavin, there are other broadband providers available. Yes, there are. When you don't live in the fucking sticks. So <laughs> the companies that I was previously... Rob, you lived in Fulham and had trouble. No, Fulham was actually pretty good. Fulham got fixed. That's where I had... Eventually, I'm giving, I'm giving everybody props. No, Fulham was pretty decent, but then again, open reach they suck. I then went to community fiber when you said to me, My days, I've never seen you look so crystal clear. Perfect, move to the sticks. Oh, sorry, this provider is not available in London, so outside of London. So here we are, and that's that's where we're at. To be fair, you're looking much better this week. You you were looking a bit kind of Super Nintendo pixelated last week. <laughs> so far, so good. 
Just think you're looking good. Yeah, touch wood, literally. Who's in the house with us? Uh, Richard Jerskarenkis here. Hi, still on this topic. How many more parts of this is there? This is the last one. This is the last one. Do you know there was a part of me that went, hmm, maybe we should, there should be a fourth because it's normally four poles, but I was like, just leave it because it's getting a bit tight for me. <laughs> we could. <laughs> we fucking could. This uh, Francis Lelon says, seems like you are taking a page from Peter Jackson's playbook, turning one novel idea like The Hobbit into a three-part epic. <laughs> yes, but unlike The Hobbit, part three will also be good. <laughs> Shots fired. Part one and two, I will defend till the cars come home. Those are good movies. Gavin Mann, as you said, is here. Who else is here? Mixed Memorabilia is here. Hello, everyone. Hello, Mixed Memorabilia. Billy Mann is here. Hello, Nico. And AJ. I'm just going to take a picture of this thing that Francis said my rant sounds like. You can put it up if you wish, but... Okay. Uh, Francis Lon says, Nico posted a link on IG. IG, you really do need to do some diving vlogging in the Great Lakes region. Bro, fly me out there and I'll do it. Not a problem. <laughs> Billy Mountain says, Nico, have you heard that John Bernthal is coming back as Punisher and Daredevil Born Again? Don't care, because I don't trust Disney at the moment. Um, that's not a diss at you, Billy, but Disney have not done anything in the last few years to make me say, yeah, the MCU is still good. No, no. What I see at the moment is the MCU has moments. The MCU is like WWE at the moment. It's like you, you, you have moments which are good. Most of it's not very good. It's like you're like content creation. It's like, here's your big spot fest. Look, here's Logan Paul and Ricochet colliding at the Rumble. Was the Rumble good? Not really, but you had the spot. <laughs> spot first. Spot first. Disney's literally a spot fest. I like Black Panda Wakanda forever. I've said this. Black and Panda. I like, and I, it, did I say Panda again? <laughs> Black Panda. I was like, okay. fuck. I keep saying that, you know. And um, I, I, I'm a bush defender of the Eternals. Um, I thought most of the Disney Plus shows short of One Division have been. And yeah, I don't have much to say about the MCU re uh, recently. I've always been a Marvel guy, but DC are putting out a better product at the moment. Joker, The Batman, Suicide Squad, Peacemaker. DC are batting better than Marvel at the moment. This is fact. When was the last time Marvel made a movie anywhere near as good as the Batman or the Joker? It's been a while now. <laughs> Take away Wakanda Forever. I know what you're saying. Endgame was a while ago. Yeah, and Wakanda Forever was not as good as those two movies, in my opinion. I have a lot of love for Wakanda Forever. I'm not Me too. Lie. Me too. It's fucking great. Yeah. It's fucking great. Absolutely great. Love it. Um, but look, do I like the idea of John Bernthal coming back as the Punisher? Sure. Am I worried to hell about Daredevil being turned PG? Yes. People, ah, but Blade! <laughs> Bloodless vampires. Can't wait. <laughs> we saw what happened yeah. with that in Morbius. Blue blood! It, 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 yeah, if, if not done right, it's just extremely wrong. And that's the thing. Bro, it, I don't know what to think about it. Riri Thomas is here. Hello, Riri. Good evening, guys. Great to see you both. Also wonder what you guys think about this opinion. I think they should only ever do teaser trailers. I know AJ will agree with that. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I think we're at a point, Riri, where I can't help but agree. I feel that some of the best jokes are being revealed. Some revelations are just coming out, and I don't need it. I, I, I You go into a film and you look at something. Like, for instance, I think The Flash is all kinds of awesome. I personally wouldn't have shown Supergirl. 
I, I feel let that be a grand reveal. Let that be something. Tell us as a Kryptonian, let us see the body. Be like, oh shit, okay, fuck. Now, it's, there's no actual disappointment in the fact that it's a different Kryptonian. It's a different universe. Yes, some people might feel that they got sold into because Henry Cavill was there, this, that, and the other. Who cares? It's man like Triple H. We got bigger surprises coming. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, I get that. I, I, I can Watch Christian Bale get cast. Watch Christian Bale end up in this movie as Batman. That will break the internet. <laughs> it probably would. It probably would. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I can only but agree that I think teaser. Give me short, sweet. Just, just make me want to see more, and that's it. All of this third trailer, fourth trailer, final trailer. Fuck off. <laughs> Literally, I just go and he says, "Scream six this week, baby." AJ or Rico? Am <clears throat> <clears throat> man? Uh, are you are you gonna watch this weekend? Um, do you know what this weekend? I'm probably gonna go and see that new dinosaur movie, sixty-five million year, sixty-five with Adam Driver. That looks fun. That looks all kinds it of It does fun. look fun, but I'm scared that I've seen, like, again, has the trailer given me the hype? Like, that's as juicy as it gets. Man lands on a different planet. Fuck, there's dinosaurs. I've got technology. Pass me its future. Then it gets extremely weak. Now, when we done dinosaur, top 10 dinosaur movies, do you remember? It was categorically Jurassic Park and the rest. Literally. And I try to feel it's that. And I pray, for Adam Driver's sake, 64 is not Tammy and the Dinosaur, because fuck me. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It, it was slim pickings, that dino topic, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what's not slim pickings. LA, boy. Round three. Fight. <laughs> this has been fun. Should yeah. we do this? We can do. We can do. But before we do, would you like to tell everybody what the movie Mount Rush was all about? Yeah, so for those of you joining, thank you so much. Please, if you want to find out what the top 10 movies set in LA Part 3 are, then please be sure to stay tuned until the end. And if you like movie content, consider hitting the subscribe button and please do like the video and share it with anyone who with anyone who you think may be interested. Help us grow. That would be greatly appreciated. How does the show actually work? AJ and I each get assigned a separate list. We go our separate ways. A separate list. That's wrong. AJ and I each get assigned a topic. We go our separate ways and we come right back here onto the live stream, into the pod, or to the video on demand, whatever you are, and deliver to you, the silver screen dudes, our film family, our individual top tens. This week, I will go first, delivering my bottom three. AJ will then deliver his bottom three. I will deliver my next two. AJ will deliver his next two. I am not on the ball today because I have underslept. We will then trade one apiece when we get to our top five. Once we have both rounded off our individual top 10 lists. No, fuck. See, see how tired I am? Bro, bro, I am underslept to fuck. My daughter did not let me sleep last night. I'm all over the place today. Yeah, if at any point while we're rounding off our individual top 10 lists, one person has a movie in a higher position, that person will say, Hunt. Well done, Nico. Fucking banging job after six yeah, you're seasons. You're good. You're good. You're good. Um, and once we have both rounded off our individual top 10 lists, we will create, in the voice of Chandler Bing, the movie. Mount Rushmore. These are the four quintessential diverse must-see movies of the genre, which this week is yet another top ten <laughs> movies set in Los Angeles. Now, guys, yeah, as boy. you know, normally each topic goes on and then it gets harder because while us, the silver screen dudes, normally have to just pick four of a topic this time, there's twelve of a topic. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, what happens is 
in that time, you guys then have to crown El Capitan El Numero Uno, the best of the best of the best, with honours, sir. And how do you do that? Well, there's only one way. You head on over to at Movie MT Rushmore. But more importantly, you can head on over to the person that we are retweeting, and that is at Movie Polls for You, fronted by good old JT of We Love Movies. So you'll go over there, you pick one page, you get one vote. It doesn't matter if you go to both pages. It's a retweet. It's one vote. And at that point, we will announce the winner. So surprise, surprise, last week our topic was... The best movie set in LA, part two. Part two. And our contenders were... Whoo! Pulp Fiction, Chinatown, Blade Runner, and Die Hard. Right. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, die, yeah, Die Hard was second week. Yeah, two, three Fridays in one week. This is fucking tight. This is fucking tight. Oh, it's gonna hurt me to go with this. Pulp at number four. No, thank God. Chinatown at four. <laughs> Chinatown at four, 11%. There was, weirdly, AJ, a very clear winner on this list, which surprised me. Is Bruce Willis a mid-card guy? <laughs> through and through. <laughs> There's a lot of love for this film. Yeah, I can't get into it just yet. Die Hard at number three. Nope. Pulp at number three. Nope. Blade Runner. Yeah, Blade Runner came in at three. That was my surprise. Blade Runner came in at three with 21%. Okay. Yeah, now it's hard. Now it's really hard. Now it's really hard. Now I'm going to go based on the way you wanted the fight to go before, where it was you wanted Terminator 2 and Die Hard in the same round, and I kind of fought to get it pushed down. So for that only, I'm going to say Pulp Fiction at number two. No. Okay, that was a terrible round for me. Um, Die Hard came in at two with 27%. Bro, amongst this list of titans, Pulp Fiction still cleaned up. 41% for Pulp Fiction. Jesus. Yeah, I I have a feeling even without doing this week, we already know who the total winner is going to be based on this. (laughs) Craziness. RJ Skarenki says, in my opinion, 65 looks like a flop. I agree, and I still want to see it. Um, and Scream will be number one with a big, gigantic open. No way! No way is Scream but making 90... Bro, no way. Here's Scream is not making 95 million. I'll take, a, I'll, I'll take a bet with you right now, AJ. Scream, this weekend, no, will do... I'm, I'm on your side here. I don't know if Scream is still Scream. Like, Scream's people... never opened big, ever. But no, but no, I, I get that. I get that. But do you get what I'm trying to say? Even from what it was to where it is now, I don't think the world are going to be clamoring. Like, it's Scream 6. Like, they, they're the fuck? heavy on the marketing. I mean, I aside don't... from RJ Skarenki, who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, I'm going to be honest. As someone who enjoyed Scream, I've stopped at three. I, I, I remember having a, a US DVD and I needed, like, I had to region kill it in my player and all that. And Scream 2 for the win. Scream 2 for the win. Come at me. No, I had no beef with that. So, but yeah, either way, I just, yeah, it's been a while since I've got into the screen world. Scream 6, I'm predicting will open, you could take this as a segment and then tell me I'm wrong next week. I'm predicting Scream 6 opens 30 to 40 million. 
number-wise, it probably will be the bestseller of the week, but I don't think it's going to be major numbers. There's too much out at the moment to take money away from it for it to do anything above that. Creed 3 came out last weekend. Cocaine Bear is still making money. Puss is still making money at the weekend with all the families. Um, you've got people saving their money to go and see John Wick 4. Like, Scream's not doing 100 million. Like, no chance. Yeah, yeah, no way. Um, 30 to 40 is my prediction. And thank you for reminding me of this mixed memorabilia. Can we please take a moment to say RIP to the brilliant Tom Sizemore? Yeah. That one hurt me. Uh, that one hurt me. Considering you know we spoke about true romance last week, yeah, my favorite of his movies. Do you know what kills me with this? And I don't say it in a it's you, you you realize you're getting old when you see your heroes faded off and then mm. you start to see some of your heroes or one loved actors musicians superstars whatever stars that aren't that old and you're like oh fuck it's in that era where you don't have to be old but you're old enough for it to just be acceptable that you're gone you know and it's just you know and de niro getting awfully close eastwood eastwood ian mckellen shatner 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 is on borrowed time. <laughs> like the <laughs> fucking Shatner is a god amongst men for looking as good as he does. He's like he 92. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he looks like he's 75. I'm I like, what the fuck? He, 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 yeah. My like fuck black don't crack. Shat don't crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, James L. Jones. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke, Mel Brooks. Yeah. 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 Anyway, let, let's let's wish them all long life. Let's not start listening. Long to life. Long, long, yeah. long, long life. According to long, Shatner, long. eternity. <laughs> he should have been in Eternals. Literally. Just well, what day. was it a few years ago at, at Mania when Shatner came on and said thank you? He was Hall of Fame, innit? He went into the Hall of Fame. He went into like... the Hall of Fame, came on and said thank you. And then Ozzy Osbourne came on after. Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> is like 20 years younger than Shatner and he looked 20 years older. I was like, what the fuck? You want, to see, that one. you want to see Don't Do Drugs, kids? Osborne and Shatner. Look. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sharon. <laughs> oh, toes to take the kids out. <laughs> <laughs> he does make me laugh, Ozzy. I have to there say. Do, All right, do. let's get into this. Let's get into okay. this. Okay. Right. It's your, um, your first. So run with it, my bro. All right. My number 10. People are going to say, really? This? Yes, this. Because I think the whole story. The story beyond this movie, surrounding the making of this movie, is just fascinating. My number 10 is The Disaster Artist. Punt. Yes, my man. Bro, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I, if, yeah, I'll explain when I come to it later, but I had nearly forgotten it. And luck had it that I remembered it at a very last minute. But yeah. Well so good. Cool. So good. Um, all right. That was a good start. My number nine. I thought this would be higher, but you know what? I rewatched it today and I was like, Mm, no, your lower category you are. Despite having one of the most iconic actors who didn't make many movies, James Dean, Rebel Without a Cause. Do you know I've not seen it? I've heard of it forever, but I've not seen it. It, 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 it is a must-watch. It is a must-watch, but I'll, I'll say this. It has... Thematically, it's still relevant because it's it's like any teen angst movie you know that the, what they do very well in this is that they, they, there's the there's the gender transcending universal truth of 
we get fucked up by our parents, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's the handling of the subject matter which feels dated. It's very heavy-handed. You've got to appreciate this was made in 1955. So it does show its age in terms of the way they handle themes. Like, you know, there's a knife fight that happens at Griffith Park Observatory, and it's so lame. Like, I, I know what they were doing at the time, and in 1955, it must have been like, whoa. Watching it now, it's like, boy, I can't watch this in a post-John Wick world. I'm sorry. Like, you know what? Just that is kind it. of how I felt about West Side Story. When yeah. I saw someone, and I was just like, you're ballet dancing, bro. Just stop. Like, yeah. it's a life fight fight. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, but look, James Dean really could have been another Marlon Brando. Like the screen presence that he has is quite something. Uh, and, and this is, you know, he's still quite green. You know, he's, he's a raw talent here, but you could, the talent is so evident to see. Um, it is heartbreaking when you, you, you know, you can see that he wants a male role model in his life and his dad is just not giving him that. Not because the dad's a bad dad, but just because the dad's got a fucked up dynamic with his mom. And, Jim Stark, James Dean's character, Jim Stark, his way of lashing out is doing dumb teenage shit. Getting into knife fights, making them move town, doing playing chicken with driving cars off of cliffs, you know, real, real kind of life-risking stuff. But the iconography of it is beyond dispute. We're talking about movies set in LA. This does have some insane LA landmarks. I mean, La La Land does many tips of the hats to this movie. The whole drive up to Griffith Park Observatory that you see in La La Land, that is literally, they've angled it the same from, from Rebel Without a Cause. Like, it, it's so obvious where the inspiration comes from. That scene where um, Gosling and Emma Stone are dancing in the observatory and they take off from that center podium. Literally, there's a shot like that in, in, in this. So it's had a huge impact on modern-day filmmakers. It got universal truths in it. It does have generation-defining themes of us having to deal with fucked-up parents, which we've all had to deal with because all our parents are fucked up in our eyes. Um, bit heavy-handed. So my number. Nine. Cool. No problem. Uh, and my number eight again thought this would be higher, and then some other movies came into fray. But my number eight. I've got two Quentin Tarantino movies this week. And my first one is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, I Look, it wasn't, good, it wasn't ever going to make worse. But this is the one Tarantino film I have Hateful not... Eight. Well, yeah, but I finished Hateful Eight. Despite the overuse of... What was it? He said big, big black dungus and all that shit. And was it the oh, overuse of the N-word in yeah. that film that really, I was just like, now you're pushing it. Like, I'm going to touch on it a bit when there are times when I feel like there are cultural appropriations that just don't work. I will be touching on it very shortly. But I don't know. I just felt, and it hurts me to say this, right? But I felt like there was a bit of the Tarantino magic that's just missing in this. Like... <laughs> It, it's not, I don't know, there's something about it I just couldn't... I would agree with that. I don't think we've had the Tarantino magic since Kill Bill. 
I, w- I was tempted to say that, then Django crossed my mind. I think no, Django's, Django's good. I don't think it's him at his best. Yeah, but it, this is it. It's it's a good film, but it's not Tarantino. He's lucky he's got Christoph Waltz in that movie. And I know yeah, people it, saying it, Glorious it, Bastards. It's like, yeah. again, lucky to have Christoph there. And Glorious it, Bastards It's, it's is, good film, but it's not Tarantino, is it? There's a Tarantino. Tarantino. It's not it. Pulp. It's not Reservoir. It's not True Romance. It's not Kill Bill. It's not one I'll mention later. It's not him. Yeah. I yeah. much preferred him when he was doing his gangster stuff as opposed to his period stuff. I would agree. I would agree. It's it's there's something just missing, and it just and I think if I could go in trying to watch it as a different film, it's one thing. Trying to watch it as a Tarantino piece, I was just taken out. I was like, "What are we doing?" And then again, I, I it just okay, dragged so, as well. So but to I'll that point, it's it's Tarantino telling a fairy tale. It's him telling a fairy tale, presenting itself as a love letter, not to Hollywood. People always say it's a love letter to Hollywood. It's not. It's a love letter to the actual art of filmmaking. That's what it is. Like all of that scene with DiCaprio and the young girl, that's nothing to do with Hollywood. That is literally lift, you know, breaking the fourth wall and lifting the curtain of how actors interact with each other how scenes take place when they're actually being shot like DiCaprio in full character and every few words going line, you know, that shit's real. And then it's done in the editing room to cut it up. And of course you've got the Manson murders as the backdrop of this, which he put a nice fairy tale spin on because no one wanted to see Margot Robbie get fucked up. That was just like, no, don't want to see it. That's what everyone was worried about in this movie. Thankfully, because it's once upon a time, we flip the script a bit. We change it up. Um, I will still defend the Bruce Lee ass whooping scene and go with my whole he was an unreliable narrator. People being like, "Oh, the Bruce Lee were the 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 the, the, the uh, Bruce Lee estate were angry." I'm like, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I would be. <laughs> I would be too. But now, can we take a step back, breathe, and realize who was the person telling us this story? The guy who got fired from the set. Now, him speaking to us, the audience, what sounds better? Oh, I got fired because I picked a fight with Bruce Lee. Got my ass whooped and still got fired because I picked a fight with Bruce Lee. Or I got fired because I whooped Bruce Lee's ass. Yeah, we're talking about a heavily damaged um, stuntman. So this flashback yeah. is going to be unreliable as fuck. Unreliable yeah. as fuck. I don't believe that happened for a moment. And literally punching him into a car to the degree that he dents a car. It's like, please, come okay. on. Okay. This is fairy tale okay. stuff now. I'm not meant to believe you as a narrator. So cool it. I don't then people like Tarantino is disrespecting Bruce Lee. He's not. Bruce Lee is one of his literally one of his favorite things ever. You you just have to read his book, Shooting from the Hip, to know the affinity he has for Hong Kong cinema. Like Tarantino is not going to go shitting on Bruce Lee. It's just, <clears throat> but yeah, it's a good film. Mm, I think eight is a good position for it. I'm um, not really going to argue. Uh, Gavin Mann says, haven't seen Hateful Eight and Once Upon a Time yet. Saw Django Unchained last week, though. Oh dear. Huh? I don't dislike that Django. Django's good, not great. It's good, yeah. not great. And again, if you go in expecting the Tarantino, it, you are going to be disappointed. You are. I, I I can't help but think that. Ibrahim Elmal has joined us. Hey, Ibrahim, thanks for coming, man. Great, Great to well. see you. 
Uh, Riri, I think six is a little harsh. I'd probably up it to a seven, but I, I get your point. Um, Mixed Memorabilia says, Once Upon a Time is a good film. I appreciate it. it's not Tarantino of previous years, but as a film, I'd like to think that we see some evolution art in Tarantino film. I also see this as a comic book type. Well, that's, yeah, that's Tarantino through and through. He's synonymous with doing comic book inspired movies. Um, but that was my bottom three, AJ. What are your bottom three? Right. Okay. So um, this is one that was recommended by Mixed Memorabilia. I oh, think wow. You were tagged in it as well, actually. I saw it on uh, well, on, shit. <laughs> on Twitter, and it, it came up a few times. And I believe Mixed Memorabilia was like, it's a guaranteed number one. <sighs> oh, it's uh, a let's 10. Get, let, let's, get to num- let's get to the name first. Blood in, blood out, bound by honor. Do you see the guy in the middle, Nick? Yes. Who is it? I don't know. It's Benjamin Bratt. <laughs> Do you remember what you said about Benjamin Bratt last week? Yes. <laughs> and I stand by that. I Again, I take all film recommendations from the screeners so so deeply that I'm like, let's do this, right? Then you make your own opinion. Then, then this came up, and I saw Benjamin Brown, I'm like, oh, I'll be like, hope maybe Nick's seen it, maybe he hasn't, I'll be like, yo, it's time for me to educate you, my boy. <sighs> do you see my problem with him? <laughs> this film, I don't know how, at one point, I nearly, and I mixed memorabilia, no disrespect, at one point, I thought this film was going to be worse. Now I need to I need to hit this on uh, as to why it didn't and why it did now because AJ is a diplomat and he's not about to go and put a recommendation. It's, it's not about it's not about like ruining friendship. <laughs> it's part of that. I am. Now I am. But here, here's the point where I, I will give you the part that killed me. Can you, Nick, for just a minute, give me your best Eddie Guerrero impression? Just <laughs> Am I allowed to do this as a white guy? Please do. <laughs> but I love the question you are because I will follow up with that. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> hey, that's right, my mama Sita. <laughs> I can feel you, I can see you feel uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. I'm gonna leave it there. But I'm gonna put this poster up one more time. Yeah. Because this guy, on left, this guy on the left is meant to be Benjamin Bratt's cousin and the other guy's cousin as well. I don't know his name. I can't. I'm not going to search it. So he's meant to be half Chicano, half white, right? But as you can see, he's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed man. <laughs> and throughout the film, he's meant to be blood-bound homes. Like, don't you dare. You're messing with my familia. And I'm watching this like... The, the, oh, my God. Is Benjamin Bratt doing Latino? He's doing it as well, but he kind of... Automatic worst. Automatic he, worst. <laughs> he evolves out of it, whereas the white guy is continuing. And I'm like, this isn't good. Now, I've understood. I've done a bit of research on this film. And it was very much a... It's a, it's a cult film within the Hispanic community. Right? And I believe it's because they threw everybody who was famous and Latino into this movie. Yeah, including Benjamin Bratt. <laughs> right? Now, that is the part that killed me. And I swear to you, there are some cheap... Like, the, I would advise you to watch it because it's... No. You know, like you've got orphan, 
this is what reminded me of the disaster artist because I was like, is it so bad that you can appreciate it? And I thought of Ruben, I was like, oh shit, I forgot disaster artist. That's how it was. There are some cheesy lines, and I was like, I, I, I don't know when you saw this mixed memorabilia. And I swear to you, there's like, so you've got a gang warfare because there's a part where the white guy goes into prison and you've got your Aryans, you've got your blacks and you've got your Hispanics, right? And this war kicks off and I swear to you this line, I was on the tube and I rolled my eyes like I did not just hear that, yeah? So you've got this gay black guy trying to flirt with the, the new, his, supposedly Hispanic. And the Benjamin other Hispanic Brad. comes over to him and says, Hey Cinderella, you need to find a new fella before it gets to midnight. I was like, this is not real. It's it's not real. Now don't give lines like that to Benjamin fucking. It's not even Brad. Benjamin Brock. I can't even remember the actor. I know he's I think he's the actor who's currently playing Gomez. In, and I feel so bad if it's not because I don't want to say all Hispanics look alike. But he's playing Gomez in Wednesday. I think it's the same actor. But I, to be I, fair, I, I, this all y'all look alike is some bullshit because I have to say, do you know who looks alike? White people. Go to Sweden. <laughs> no, everyone can have the you look alike. But I'm trying to place the actor, and I believe it was him. I have not had enough time to do the research. It's been a very busy few times. Now, that is the negative to this. The story. I actually enjoyed because as much as it felt like a car wreck and at first I was watching the first half hour I was like oh my god it's a three hour film I was like I am not no, no. doing this but three hours of Benjamin Brown but, are you out of your mind <laughs> he's actually not in it <laughs> well he, he is and he isn't he's not the main focus though no fuck that. The... started to get to me because you're talking about this different different angles of people who are like bound by the gang mentality Different gangs who are at war on the streets, how they then become bonded in prison because it's, hey, we're now the same race. So there's a bigger war on the inside than there is on the outside. The angles and the stories and the plot twist, it, I don't even want to call it plot twist, but the different angles and visions from each character, I was actually invested in. It hit some points that I was like, okay, you've got me. But some of the lines were the biggest form of cheese fest. And as I said, you being the exact target that I was like, I, the fact that you said you felt uncomfortable was right because I'm watching this and I was like, there was no way in 2023 could this guy get away with what he done in that film. I, I think it was like 95, but he's trying to convince me. He's one of the Vagos Locos homes. Vagos Locos are doing some whitewashing, man. It was, yeah, that is the part that killed me for it. But yeah. Could we get away with Al Pacino being Scarface in 2023? I That crossed my mind as well. That crossed my mind as well. And yes, people right. say that you can find someone of Hispanic origin to play it, you know? I mean, in, in a world where Zoe Saldana can be in trouble for playing Nina Simone and, you know, th there are traits of the same color and heritage there, if that could be a problem, then I don't know if Pacino... Zoe Saldana should not be in trouble for any acting choices ever. Go back to that Nina Simone film. Not the best. Is but she the I problem? I didn't like her portrayal, but then I don't even know Nina Simone to say how good or bad a portrayal it is, but it wasn't a great film. But no, uh, but no, you know me already. How many times Zoe Saldana has come up on my list? There is no hate for Zoe Saldana. But yeah, that that was a... Makes you remember, Billy, guys, I think it's my first recommend that's been a letdown. That's true. It has, and again, 
the film, it, I don't want to say it was a car wreck that, you know, you just can't help but stop. I they've got to a point where I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. And I was actually invested, but it also was like, Ooh, just answer me two questions quickly. How long did you say it was? Three hours. Bring up that poster again. Uh, where are we? Yeah. Who's that guy in the middle? <laughs> Benjamin Brown. Okay. Why are we still talking? <laughs> why, the f- why the fuck are we still talking? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you put him in a movie for 30. No, fuck that. You put Benjamin Bratt in a movie for 10 minutes and I get worried. Like when that motherfucker showed up in the intro of Doctor Strange, I was like, uh-oh, are we in for a bad movie? And that's my boy. That's my fucking guy. I was like, oh shit. Am I am I about to see my guy get wrecked? Because this is not a good movie if Benjamin Bratt's in it. Oh no. Whew, they wrote him off. Okay, there is a chance. There is hope. Three hours of this Vato Loco mofo? Are you mad? Bro, honestly, no, I don't mate. know if there's like a, there was even if you were to YouTube it and just see someone because I was like, I'm again the story. You know. If if you were to take this story, revamp it, take the right actors, you have got a brilliant. And I'm not shitting you, a brilliant film. Yeah, take away some of the cheesy lines that came out, you have an awesome film based on the story. Cinderella, you need to get the new fella. That's uh, like, when I heard that one. Uh, he's like, hey, my Chicano, and like all the time. I was like, this, this guy has no, you know, like some people. Do you remember Basil? And no disrespect if you know you you're now watching Basil. Like, hey, but do you remember there was a time and I said, bro, stop that. You can't keep talking like that. Call it on the like, hood shit. Yeah, it, I remember. White very white much... boy walked around saying blood more than fucking bloods. <laughs> Yeah, and I was just like, no, 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 no. And this is what I had. That was the feeling I had when watching this film. Great story. Delivery was not ideally for me. Right, okay. We we proceed. Um, in it, My next two are very much just a bit of a rehash. I just felt they needed to be brought back up. Venga, come on, man. <laughs> there you go. You, you could actually be in Blood In, Blood Out. But here we go. Let's not waste any time. Talked about it many a times in my life. Last action hero. That's a shoot movie, Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my guilty pleasures, bro. It's one oh, of my yes. guilty pleasures. That guilty it is. It is. It's one of my guilty pleasures. When Doberman Pyramid. Huh? Doberman Pyramid. <laughs> there are some crazy shit, but I've always just liked the, the angle of being able to enter the film world that I like and how it takes the piss on the action movie tropes. And that's what made it enter the list for that. I've talked about Last Action Hero multiple times, so I think I will leave it there and just move on swiftly. Very much the same with my number eight. It's just a comedy that had kicked my mind, and I think I got... Not LA Exhaustion, I just didn't get a chance to hit as many films as I wanted to this time, so then some of the the regulars came back out. The original, not original LA comedy, but one of my other go-tos, Julia Roberts, Richard Gere. Pretty Woman, of course. Oh, yeah, shit, of course it's set in L.A. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah, so it was one of those that I I put on the list and it's shortlisted in case I can't make it. And after three series of this same episode, this one came in. And I I do like the way it highlights Beverly Hills, if I'm honest with you. It it, it shows the glam, the narcissism that's in there and the slightly lower side of L.A. where she first gets picked up. So 
Always a great laugh. Dude, I, I, I love this film. I absolutely love this film. It's so sweet. It's so heartfelt. The chemistry those two have is fucking infectious. There's and, one other couple that outdo them, but yeah, I know what you mean. Bro, like, it, it, the, the fact that people's biggest criticism of this movie, it always makes me laugh. It, it's like when um brought it up two weeks ago when people say about La La Land, I don't like it because it's about two pretty white people. I'm like, ha! <laughs> Is that the best you've got? Oh, dear. Oh, is the hand not up straight? Oh, honey. You have, too, you have far too much time. Uh, it's like with this one, it's like, not, a man couldn't fall in love with a hooker. It's like, go to Thailand and tell me that. I Listen, but again, let's take it even further. You're number one from last week. It's possible. It is possible. What, 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 just because you're in a sex trade, you're not entitled to love? Now who's, now who's they're the not, judgmental one? They're not people, AJ. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, 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 they're creatures of use. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, and now we're wrong for saying that, but you were wrong for saying But you're not wrong for saying that they're not allowed to have love in their life. Mm. <laughs> I know, it's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. Oh, you know reverse card, bitch. Oh, I know. Now it's that bumber clut, John Roker. Yeah, I'm dropping his name now because the podcast is officially finished. Fuck you, Roker. I win. <laughs> you mean the guy who blocks you? The guy who blocks me. I know you watch, motherfucker, because you rip off our episodes, Roker. Sit and spin, bitch. Um, oh, that felt so good. Yeah, they did their last episode last night and said this big empty fucking goodbye. Like, oh, it's been great for three seasons. I'm like, <laughs> you're cute. Three seasons. <laughs> what pisses me off is that motherfucker lives in LA and he's actually now become um, a recognized Rotten Tomatoes critic. That annoys me. But I, 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 without shitting on anyone, I've been in places where I've seen someone auditioning for something and I was filming. And I remember going back and coaxing that person into being, this is how you can do it. I've seen them make it to TV and a illustrious enough career. So some shit can really piss you off in life. Oh, I, I, I know that. oh the fact that this fucking plum sack doesn't have an original idea. He's one of those cowboy cunts who goes, la la lands about pretty white people. I want it to be more about Latinos. I'm like, oh, fuck off with your woke flag, you stupid bellend. Like, talk about woke for the sake of being woke. It's like, have a fucking original thought, maybe. Yeah, you can be progressive and woke. And also, crazy thought, have your own fucking opinion on things. Yeah. Like, bro, he was one of those guys, like, I mean, he still is. And again, Roka, fuck you. Um, he's, he's literally one of those guys who like anything on the left and bro, you know, I'm like centralized with politics and with opinions, like to quote Chris Rock, crime, I'm conservative about prostitution. I'm liberal about, you know what I mean? Like, and even, even crime, I'm not conservative about it. So I'm, I'm joking here, but it's like, you know, am I for trans rights? Yeah. I'm going to get taboo here. Am I for trans rights? Fuck yes. I'm for trans rights. I think. Even having an iota of thought in your head that you should be against trans people having rights, you, you're a dumb motherfucker. But you're an equally dumb motherfucker if you can't see something wrong in a trans swimmer competing in a women's sport and beating the women, all the women, by many, many times when as a man pre-op, you didn't even fucking qualify for the Olympics. You know who I feel bad that? It's not the trans people. It's the woman who got silver. 
Because that's some bullshit. And if you are scared to say that because you can't be fucking seen to be, oh, you're being transphobic. No, I'm not. I'm being fucking equal here. Every fucking human being on the planet has rights to succeed in what they're doing when they've applied their entire fucking life to it. Your gender doesn't fucking come into equation here. That's how I'm seeing it. It doesn't fucking matter if it's trans rights or women's rights. Why, why does one person... It's, it's like saying a black man's rights is worth more than a white man's rights or a white man's rights is worth more than black rights. No, it's not. Rights are rights, motherfucker. <laughs> like, stop tarnishing with the foot. He's one of those dumb motherfuckers who, who turned around and went, oh, Rihanna was amazing in the Super Bowl halftime show. But shut the fuck up. No, she I've wasn't. Not, I've not seen it. I've not seen it. I love it. Rihanna. Like, I'm the guy who says I prefer Rihanna to Beyonce. Real talk. I love Rihanna. That wasn't a good halftime show. He got on Twitter and he was like, oh, it was one of the best halftime shows in years. I'm like, bro, fucking Dre and Eminem were last year. Are you dumb? Like, yeah. He is such a twat. And I'm glad that his podcast has failed and shut down. Fuck him. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I had to get that out. When I saw they them shut their podcast page down last night, I was like, ha, ha, fuck you stealing our idea. But they were even saying punt. I'm like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hear you, bro. I hear you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that therapy, <laughs> that felt good. <laughs> right. So that was by 1098. Um, yeah, over to you. Right, cool. Uh, my number seven. This one was uh, Ibrahim Al Mala actually reminded me of this one, and I didn't rewatch it, but he just said the words. I think it was two weeks ago, and I was like, "That's going in week three because this is a fucking great movie." You brought up Buddy Cops last week with Russia. I think I'm bringing in, in my humble opinion, the better Buddy Cop movie, Lethal Weapon. Listen, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Without Lethal Weapon, there is no. Rush hour, it's facts. Like it, 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 it sets the pace. I'm not gonna lie, I forgot it was LA. <laughs> it was LA. Literally LAPD. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I did. I'm also not gonna lie. I did a sneaky check today to make sure before putting it on. <laughs> I couldn't remember either, but I was like, it's LAPD. They get a pass. Now, the first two movies are fucking fantastic. I may even go as far as to say that I prefer the second one just because I think the South Africans in it are such cunts. Do you know what? You say three was pretty cool as well. I've not four of just about three. Four with Jet with Jet Lee was not good. No, but the first three I would say were decent. Don't After that, it gets remember, a bit three gets silly with that flamethrower scene in the opening. I was like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? The first one though. And the second one, I really, I mean, Mel Gibson is so fucking wacky in the first one. It's great. But again, when you talk about chemistries, we talk about, you know, you just mentioned now, you know, the, 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 the sexual chemistry between Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. But the, 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 the on-screen presence, the film chemistry, the, the, sorry, the friend chemistry between Riggs and Murtaugh, between Gibson and Glover. Oh, boy. It's so fucking entertaining. Like, and you genuinely, like, I know it's bad to say this, but I also do encourage people to look about what's happened with Mel Gibson. He's gone through a lot of self, self-finding and soul-searching, and he seems to be a better human being now. 
but but I really like Mel Gibson. I know it may not be a popular thing to say, but it, it, I really find Mel Gibson highly entertaining, both as an actor and a director. Mel Gibson entertains me, and he really entertains me in Lethal Weapon when he's at. Oh, what do you want me to do, man? And he talks about how he's even got a fucking bullet with with the end that's been sawn off, so it really blows a hole when he decides to take his own knife. I'm like, you are on fire here, Mel. Bring the rain. Yeah, nah, I yeah, lethal weapons been a while, but yeah, it's always great fun. Always great fun. And there's not much really to add. <laughs> not much really to add. They 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 are great. They are great. Mixed memorabilia says Lethal Weapon, a classic franchise that's often forgotten about. Good watch. Really good watch. Do you know, it's one of those, again, as you said, because it got progressively stupid, people then forget forget about it and give up on it. And, you know, if it had just stayed at the classics. But then, yeah, I don't know. As I said, I do think my memory serves I prefer number two, just because the South Africans are their diplomatic immunity. <laughs> it's so... It's like you are literally embracing your inner Palpatine here. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Palpatine, Daddy Goo, Daddy Goo on 75 subscribers now. Mm. Well done, bro. Well done. First video that crossed 5,000 today. Nice. Congrats. 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 You're doing things, boy. You're doing things. Come on, 100. By the way, guys, ha -ha, if you like gaming content, you can see down in my little tag below. Please head over to Daddy Goo on YouTube and help me out get to my first 100 subscribers. It would be really appreciated. That link is also in the podcast description if you want. But my number six, a movie I've seen for the first time and a movie I have always wanted to see, and it blew my mind. Only reason it's not going higher is because my... Me and my five are pretty much solidified, but yeah, man. Paul Thomas Anderson's Boogie Nights. Yeah, I've heard a lot about this. Film. Fucking hell, it's good. So, I mean, this is literally about you know, before STDs came along and people were literally swinging their dicks in the porn industry like it was going out of fashion. It's incredible, bro. Um, so Mark Wahlberg is the star of this. Now, I didn't know Mark Wahlberg had this gear. And I know people People will... What was that movie he did with John Singleton? Help me out. Is the it Four Brothers? Four Brothers, thank you. I'm pretty sure Singleton directed that, didn't I, he? I, I think Singleton the past by then, didn't he? I may be wrong. I could... I could I'll could. i check. You, you keep going. Yeah, I wasn't aware that Mark Wahlberg had this gear. Like, Mark Wahlberg's fine. I, I don't have any hate for Mark Wahlberg, but he's never made me go, Wow. You're right. It yeah. was Singleton. It was Singleton, right? Yeah, no. Mark Wahlberg made me go, wow, in this movie. He's super young, like really young. You look at him, it's like, Jesus Christ, like time's not been mean to Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg still looks great, but he's really young in this. But hold on, big enough to post um, Planet of the Apes. Like, it didn't about, no? Then kudos to the fucking makeup artist, bro. Isn't that old of a film? You can fact check that shit too. Then it just reinforces what I said. I didn't know Mark Wahlberg had this no, yet. I will take it back. It's 97. Why did I think Boogie Nights was later? Anyway, anyway Mark yeah. Wahlberg plays this young bellhop who gets discovered by a porn director played by Burt Reynolds, of all people. <laughs> so we got some well, Hollywood royalty. And he likes him because of his natural charm, his good looks. And a tremendous horse-sized cock. 
Mark Wahlberg has a very large penis in this movie. And you see the very large penis. It is impressive. Pretty fly for a white guy, if you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's prosthetics. I've read up on it. Like, was that actually? <laughs> well, I was fascinated when I saw that thing pull out. I was like, the fuck? Like, I no, I had to look up. But was that? Yeah, no, it's Wahlberg packing heat. Yeah, I get you. Nope. I mean, he may be, but not that sort of heat. <laughs> not that sort of heat. It was prosthetics. I was like, whoo! Thank God. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you, so he his induction. He, this is where it gets interesting. His induction into porn is to do a kind of casting couch Sorry. rehearsal. In Gavin, you know that's the question that I was about to put out. What's that? <clears throat> <laughs> I was literally about to type it. Like, well, let me see if anyone else got there before me. <laughs> <laughs> the penis definitely got me. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> oh, Pedro Sanchez is in the house. Opa, 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 and you arrived in perfect time. Boogie nights, yes, my man. Um, but yeah, but it's so he does this casting in front of Bert Reynolds. The casting is fuck. Why am I blanking on her name? Spy who shagged me, hot girl, Heather Graham. Ha. So you see Heather Graham, full English breakfast here. It's like, okay, this movie's great. <laughs> We're off to a flyer. Um, Julianne Moore plays this really high profile porn actress who he gets paired with and they do repeated scenes with. And he literally grows into this like first porn industry megastar. Like, gets porn awards, for fuck's sake. That's how good he is, because he can just go, 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 and just come, come, come for days. Literally young, dumb, and full of cum. Literally. Um, and you've got all these amazing stories happening around him. You know, like the second unit director, played by William H. Macy, has got a nymphomaniac wife who keeps cheating on him on these porn sets. You've got uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, rest in peace, who's... Um, who's who's got this this who's playing he's a homosexual character and he's got this fascination with Wahlberg's Dirk Diggler character you've got John C. Riley, who again reinforces how much of a fucking good actor he is when he's not screwing around with that human pubic hair Will Ferrell um and John C. Riley plays kind of a backup porn actor to, to Wahlberg and he's amazing in it Don Cheadle who wants to get out of the porn industry and open a CD shop but he's got this whole kind of you know cowboy gimmick going on which doesn't fit in with a black smooth thing so there's all these amazing stories going on in a world which is all brought together by porn it's brilliant AJ it's fucking brilliant i cannot tell you how much you need to see it and of course with every rise to fame comes a fall from grace and the fall from grace in this one comes in surprise surprise sex drugs and rock and roll crystal meth mm. um yeah bro it's it's an amazing fucking movie it really is like i love paul thomas anderson um but this was serious Cool. Um, I'm actually adding it to the list now because it, it's been on the list. You know, one of those films that mentally has been on the list, but not 
on the list. So yeah, just had to write that down. It sounds really good, actually. Billy Bounce says, Nico, have you seen the original short film, The Story of Dirk Diggler, that inspired this movie? No, but fuck me, I'm going to now that you've mentioned it. Um, uh, well, I'm just going to says, you know, it's partially inspired by John Holmes, right? Check out Val Kilmer's Wonderland based on the same person. I had no idea. I'm going to check that out too. Yeah. Um, Amazing. I'm going to check all that out. Well, and him being an asshole does indeed come into the downfall. That is correct, Billy. He does indeed. But I, I would maybe say that him being an asshole is to do with the drugs. Like, the drugs don't help. But yeah, mixed memorabilia, you're safe to come back. Um, so that was my six, AJ, your seven. Right, in at number seven, it's one of those that I feel like saying, click the link from two weeks ago because it's just been on the list and each week it kept getting pushed back. So it's finally on Chinatown. <laughs> I just had to finally get it in. I just had to finally get it in. Yeah, so, I mean, it was on the list last week. It lost. Um, Yeah, it's been mentioned. It's one of those classic film noirs. It's got the beginning of film noir. That would be Dublin Indemnity, as far as I'm concerned. However, Chinatown was one of those films that has, that that got me on the journey. And if you want more, click the link above. Click a link or just click last week's episode. It's in there. Down below. It's in the description. There we go. Yeah, so, yeah. Don't make me go looking through videos, bruv, please. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I was like. Up, down, no, just go around. No, we've got no time for that. Up, so. down, shake it all around. You do the dirt right. diggle around your head. At number six is one that I'm happy. Well, you might say punt and it isn't your worst, but I brought it up last week because we filmed on a Friday. Have fun. Talk. It's one of those films that I've also talked about. It didn't actually rock Nick's world, but it's it's LA. It's uh, if I talk Boys in the Hood and I talk about those, I can't miss out the comedy versions of those. And um, I did try to watch House Party for this episode, well, last week's episode, and it didn't rock my world. And I thought I didn't really want to bring Friday in again, but it's the film that made Chris rock. It Ice Cube's first production. It's it's a hood comedy. I, again, it's a film that I've touched on so many times. We talked about hood movies just last week, but it's about a guy who pretty much just tries to survive, gets a phone call, loses his job on a Friday, hooks up with his stoner friend and entails into a mad journey with the, 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 the local bully all in one day. Mad story, great fun. We move on. Is it though? I love it. Is it I've a mad got, story? I've, is it I've great got, fun? I don't know. I've got I give Friday time. So that's that's my number six. Mm. Over to you, sir. Your number five. All right. My number well, five. My number five has been it's been requested a bit, and it does belong on this. It does belong somewhere in this list of 30 movies that we're covering. 30 plus movies. Well, the 30 I'm covering on my side and 30 on your side. It definitely belongs in here somewhere. Uh, my number five, my last Tarantino, Jackie Brown. Yeah. Had to talk it's about this one. Had to talk about this one. Um, not written by Tarantino, written by Elmore Leonard, um, who's also written things like Get Shorty, Be Cool, Out of Sight. Elmore Leonard's a great writer. Um this is Tarantino's smartest movie by a country fucking mile. Um, but it's got that 
pulpy swagger that his early movies have. Um, all the characters are larger than life, and they're all the better for it. Odell Roby is one of the great Tarantino villains. Not as good as Hans Lander, but I'd possibly it's put him as a second. Menacing, I've seen Samuel L. Jackson, and Samuel L. Jackson as a menacing character has a menacing presence anyway, mm. and he really delivers a chill in this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean Robert De Niro and Bridget Fonda. That's <laughs> that scene is so good. Always thinking about right there. It's so good, isn't it? It's so good. Just her walking away and her cute little surfer girl tushy. I was like, oh yes, life is good for this this three seconds. Um, sue me, I don't care. Um, but no, look, it, it's. I, well, of course, we must talk about Michael Keaton because Michael Keaton is great in yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, look, it's the story of an airline stewardess who gets caught with some things that she shouldn't have, and she ends up becoming an informant, helping people out, and trying to take down this Odell Roby character played by Samuel L. Jackson. And as AJ said, he is a horrible villain. Horrible, horrible villain. To go into more detail, uh, this is the, this. See, Chris Tucker in this, he's annoying like in Friday, but he's good in this. <laughs> he brings depth. He brings more depth than he does in Smokey for sure. And you know this man. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. Well played. <laughs> um, Pedro Sanctos says, "Did you guys see The Long Goodbye celebrating 50 years now? One of the greatest LA films." No, I have not. Do we do a part four? <laughs> <laughs> Gavin Man says, sorry, AJ, I'm Nicoholics when it comes to Friday. Please don't put they live as your worst. <laughs> disappointed you hated Friday, Gavin. No, I'm lucky. I'm unfortunate. Not disappointed. Any opinions on another Elmore Leonard LA adaptation, Get Shorty? Do you know what just happened right now? As I said, fucking Get Shorty, I started kicking myself under the table. Because I fucking love Get Shorty, and it didn't cross my mind that it was set in LA. Um, it actually crossed my mind. I love it. I know I've seen Be Cool. I've seen parts of Get Shorty. I've Be Cool, not good. Get Shorty is fantastic. I know, I know Get Shorty is meant to be really good, but I haven't finished it. I, 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 or I saw it, but it was one of those very like rush watch for a Rushmore. So it's not been able to really be taken in. But I, I remember seeing Be Cool in the cinema. Yeah, I mean, it had the rock in. Real talk, yeah. I've got another fucking two lists on here that I could do. We're going to come back to LA at some point, aren't we, AJ? <laughs> <laughs> let, 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 let's progress before people like, um, uh, yeah, uh, we're done with the movie about Rushmore because it's just LA centric. Oh. But, yeah, I, but yeah. it literally is centric. <laughs> But yeah, I could very easily do another fucking yeah, two or three lists in LA without blinking. <laughs> now you've added get shorty and the long goodbye in there. It's like, yeah, I'm not even trying anymore. Um, yes, Pedro Sancto says Gene Hackman was as usual so good in Get Shorty. Gene Hackman, oh yeah, he's a treasure, he's amazing. Um, so yeah, Jackie Brown was my five, your five, please, AJ. Right. Um this was in our Josh Brolin episode. Oh, this throwback. This is the Cohen brothers. I know it's not popular amongst a lot of people, but I do. I know where you're going, and I agree. Hell Caesar. 
Damn right. Yeah. I remember having a lot of fun with this film. Fun that I didn't expect. There were times at first, again, sometimes you overdo it on films, you know, when you try to cram all these in. And I thought I wouldn't, but there was this magic about this for next week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't, don't. That. Wait for next week. I've never been more unprepared and tried to prepare myself and can't do it. I preach. I'm, I'm legitimately, I'm still not sure if there is going to be an episode because I'm in a fucked position. But I, yeah. Unfuck yourself because we are doing this. Yeah, but I'm I'm talking about it might just just be a load of shots on my end just going, well, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I wanted to. I haven't seen it. Like, I don't, I'm trying my absolute best. Bro, the way we're doing it next week, we're just going to take a shot each time we mention a movie. We're not going to do the whole shot each time you haven't seen it because, yeah, yeah you know. this is it's going to be a really interesting episode. But yeah, spoiler uh, it's a drunk Rushmore next week, but we'll get yeah. talk about that later. But yeah, God, oh God, I sent it in text. Kent, guys, guys, all of you currently watching, I'm being a shit friend, a very shit friend. I'm, I'm not here to deny it. <laughs> I put it in text yesterday. I've just. Do you know what? Just before we press record, me and Nick had a a very call it a game of snap. We both had the same problem kick off before we press record. <laughs> so my mind wasn't in a normal AJ mode, right? And then there was the internet on top of it. I would like everybody watching right now to please, in the words of Roman Reigns, acknowledge that this gentleman right here, who I have known for 20 plus years, one of my homeboys, we don't need to be blood to call each other brothers. Right, that gentleman there, that fucking G, that guy that I will say is my bro, this man who made me his best man, this man who made me the godfather to his daughter, a man that I am very proud to call my best friend, my bro, celebrated his birthday yesterday. So I please request everybody throw up a quick happy birthday to this man, even if you're on VOD Squad, even if you're on Pod Squad, please wish Nico Luro, aka Daddy Goo, aka Double V, a very happy birthday. I need to drop that out there like that. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, had to put respect, that. brother. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, right. Where was I? <laughs> Cohen movie. So send those up, guys. Let me get back. Cohen brothers. It. We're talking Hell Caesar. Uh, yeah. So I saw it the once, and as I said, it, it was a bit of a drain. But there was some magic of this film that got to me, and I think it was the the whole the old Hollywood system that I loved. And I think Brolin, as a as, you know, we're talking fucking get shorty as a Hollywood fixer, just works. The connection he found with all of these different angles in the madness of Hollywood as a cover-up, as a, again, fixer, if if we had to cover it up, protect in all these different ways I thought was magic. George Clooney as this actor who's way long gone past his prime and still thinks he's the greatest thing ever. Channing Tatum as this young up-and-comer who's putting into worlds he didn't want to. Even this weird musical scene that I didn't think I'd appreciate that encapsulated me in the way he delivered it. It was all and then sinks just like his career. Yeah, like everything about it. There are there are some analogies that were too much for me because I don't look at films that way sometimes, but I still was like, this is awesome. Like I may not understand, like, why do you do that? But I love it. That's what I loved about this film. Hell Caesar was one of those masterpieces I didn't know I would appreciate as much as I did. I need to revisit it, so I'd love to go. He's throwing up the M-word too. Look at him. Masterpiece, Masterpiece. It, is. it is, it is, it's there are times when you look back at something that pays attention. Ever since we've done biopics, I know there's a part of me that has learned to appreciate 
appreciate the history of real life, even though you could take your creative liberties. And if you appreciate film, again, go back to one that's been on both of our lists before, Singing in the Rain, showing you the history of film. If you really appreciate film, you're going to take in something that shows you the history of film, you know? And I, I feel that this is something as well. It, 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 could, it could be as far-fetched as possible. I, I fully appreciate that. But I had a great time with it. And I can be very hit and miss with the Coens. This one I, is a hit for me. I'm with you. I think the Coens are hit and miss. There's genius there. There's no fucking yeah. doubt. You don't make yeah. Fargo and not be called a genius. But, like, they are hit and miss. I, I yeah. completely agree with that. Oh, brother, where art thou? <laughs> not for me. Not not for me, that Oh, one. so while we're at it, uh, yeah, so Gavin, guess where I'm going? Birthday celebrations. Ibrahim, woohoo, happy birthday, Nico. Pedro, happy birthday, Nico. Hope you had a great day. Mix from Rebellia, happy birthday, Nico. Hey, Nico, happy blessings, my amigo. Sorry, I had to do it again. Just blood in, blood out. Just had to come back. Gavin, happy birthday, Mr. L. Riri Thomas, happy birthday, Nico. Here's to many more. And Pedro came back with, considering the current take on the film industry and LA in particular, Barton Fink was mulled. I need to see Barton Fink. It is on my list of films to see. I'm not going to lie. And I don't think he has had a haircut over him. I know people keep doing this week in, week out. Mm-mm. It's still there. Still there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just, I just want to go back to uh, Mixed Memorabilia's comment here. Uh, Jackie Brown for me is an absolute masterpiece that gets better with each watch. The way Tarantino directed De Niro was mind blowing. I think Tarantino can get Depp his Oscar if they work together. Yeah, that'd be an interesting dynamic, you know. I've never Depp thought of Tarantino. That would. I'd love really to see that. That's a great shout. That would be a really good film. I mean, we we are playing in a world of good actor works with good good director here. It's not yeah, that yeah, far yeah, a stretch, yeah. but I do like. I would like to see their dynamic together. No, definitely, you know, there are some directors. It's just that their style of film and their style of acting may not match. Like again, Johnny has done some stinkers with that one where he was like some kind of vampire. Like yeah, it didn't work. But yeah, you know, you know why he made some stinkers? Fucking with them white girls. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't want to enter into... No, pre-pod. dude. Dude, the fucking case is closed. Like, <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm not talking that. I'm talking about pre-pod before I press record. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> I'm just like, preach, bro. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we move on. <laughs> we move on. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. So that was your five, yeah? Yeah. Yep. My four we're not going to spend long on. It was your number one from last week. My four is collateral. Um, I adore this film. I love seeing Tom Cruise as a villain. Every time he's a villain, he's good. Be it in this or be it in Tropic Thunder. He's good as a villain. Mm, Is he a villain in Lestat? Oh, come on. Is Lestat a villain? Lestat's not a villain. I don't know. He practically screws over Brad Pitt and everyone else around him. Even in the last... But then they become besties. Do they? Kind and of. then what happens at the end? What does he do to good old Christian Slater? Bites him. He's a vampire. Of course. You've just told the guy the entire story. There was a bond of, we'll let it be. Fuck you. No, he's a prick. The stat is not a good guy. But he gave him the choice that he never had. <laughs> it's such a badass last line, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to give you the choice I never had. What, dead or undead? Fucker. <laughs> 
asshole. Uh, I love that film. I need to rewatch Interview with a Vampire. It's so fucking good. Oh, but yeah. Okay, fine. I'll give you Lestat the villain. Brad Pitt as a villain is great. Lestat, fucking Tom Cruise. Uh, Les Gross. Sorry, yes, Tom Cruise <laughs> is great as a villain. Lestat, Les Grossman. What's his name in this? Collateral. What's his name in this? I can't remember, to be honest. It's a really good white boy name. <laughs> Bear with me. I actually want to look this up. It's a really good name he's got in this. I'm annoyed I can't remember it. Vin- no, Vincent was... Um... It is Vincent. Oh, yeah. He was Vincent. Yeah. Good I white boy name. Really I told you, Vincent. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's great in it. Jamie Foxx is great too, but it's Cruz who's a scene stealer in this. And I'll say what I said last week. The way Michael Mann shoots LA is a thing of unadulterated fucking beauty. The greens and the pinks and the oranges that he captures in the City of Angels is quite the thing to behold. I love this film. You're number four. Um, Before we do, Riri Thomas has made my day. Also, forgot to mention, you guys will be happy. I watched Crash for the first time and pretty much enjoyed it. Not perfect, but great performances and a solid story. Eight out of ten. That's all I'm asking for. I am not saying Crash has to be a ten out of ten. I will never bat for that. Um, Riri, just well again, I don't ever put it as a spoiler. What did you think of the invisible cloak moment? That's the AJ heartbreaker. But uh, <laughs> what do you think of my little hand here, AJ? <laughs> it's got little again. <laughs> it's not that little. Look at that. <laughs> He's like a Donald Trump hand. (laughs) (laughs) God bless you, Gavin. I'm with Riri. Yeah. Yes, guys. And Pedro says, the digital cameras used in Collateral certainly didn't help it age well. I've not watched Collateral in a while. Nor me. I know my brother was watching it the other day, but I I don't know. He didn't really... Feedback on like it's. Age I've got now. nothing wrong with digital as long as as. Listen, it sounds very patronising to say, considering it's what I do for a living. If you do not set your camera properly, yes, the footage will not age well. And the amount of movies I've seen shot on digital, where it's like, I can see what you've done wrong there, and you are paid more money than me. This isn't <laughs> fair. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 that that is also a frustration. Right. So that was your number four. See, okay, right. Let's go to the punt from earlier. Mm. The disaster <sighs> artist. Everything about this film is fucking fascinating, isn't it? From how it was made, based off of arguably the worst film, the the, the fucking worst film ever made, right? But it's the story of how the worst film ever made actually got made. No, I behave. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being a prick. I'm being a prick. I actually it can't be that bad. No, it's, it's not. It's not. As I nothing, said, it's a brilliant story. Look, if nothing can be it, as I'm bad as... Then again, I don't know, man. Fucking, hey, Cinderella, <laughs> you better get another fella. It does sound very bad. <laughs> what a story, Mark. <laughs> I'm just taking the piss because I could. No. Um... Do you know no. there's something J.J. Abrams says at the beginning of The Disaster Artist, which has always stuck with me. He says, yeah, we all laugh at the room and we all laugh at Tommy Wiseau. But we're all chasing what he has managed to do. 
which is yeah. make your film relevant for over a fucking decade. Yeah. I mean, JJ yeah. was like, this movie, The Room came out, what, 2004 or something? Like, it's been a moment since that film came out. And we're still talking about it. And they're still showing it in theaters. And it, he still is making money from it going in theaters. So laugh all you want, but the joke's on us. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So set out to make a movie. And his, I've got to make the greatest movie ever. 20 years on, motherfucker. We are still talking about this fucking film. Do you know, do you know the thing about Crash? I, and this is why the disaster for me. So, so I just read uh, I just read Riri's comment to the whole cloak and crying and crashes in my head. And this film is a crash in itself. But um, the thing about the room is the disaster artist enhanced my appreciation for this film because so I remember much. watching the room and I was like, "What the fuck?" No. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I've never watched the room twice. Yeah. Um, oh, I brother, come on! Hey, you're not stoned though, are you? I was going to go to the Prince Charles Theatre and watch it, cinema and watch it. So we made one. Yeah. And um, oh god, Andy may even join us for that. Who knows? We might even rent the cinema and get everyone to come along with us. But watching the making of it and. The way James Franco becomes Wisso, and the, you know, watching one, because I watched them back to back, and I was like, you are nailing this so well. So well. So well. I was just like, oh man, like it, it, it made me appreciate the film. And I'm like, this, this, it, it makes no sense when I saw it as a film, but yes. I love now seeing the psyche of what made it be this. This is what I loved, and this is why the disaster artist is one of those films that I have nothing but love for. Like it's amazing. It, I remember watching it, and I was just like, you're, you're you're fucking amazing. This is gold. It's levels of meta that you just can't fucking fathom. So here's Dave Franco, a very good actor. He's acting being a bad actor, James. In no, I'm talking about Dave here. Oh, yeah, because yeah, Dave is also about yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Dave is Greg Sestero. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, it's it's that famous scene in the room where um where 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 Tommy's wife is, is seducing or girlfriend is seducing Greg, and he's sort of touching her. What are you doing? This isn't right. You know, every single tonal <laughs> intonation is wrong. Yeah, but yeah. you've got this. How is this for Meta? Dave Franco, very good actor, is acting as a very bad actor, Greg Sestero, but is doing it so convincingly that he's good. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Draw the map, the explanation makes sense, but I know exactly what you're the fuck. You're so good at playing bad. <laughs> that you're even that you're actually awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he had to act that bad to be that good and convincing. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, everything about this film is brilliant. And what I love is that it really was about like the production of the movie. It, 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 you know, you only saw bits of the movie at the end. And I'll hazard a guess there was a lot of people in that theater who probably went and watched the room for the first time off the back of seeing the disaster artist. Could well be. Could well be. Yeah. 
No, because I, I, I know for a fact when I was watching in the cinema, there were people, you know, when they play like the, the snippets at the end of them doing the actual scenes from the room and they're being yeah, played yeah, next yeah. to each other. There were people in the room. I audibly heard them go, what the fuck? I was like, oh, you haven't seen it. <laughs> okay. No, no, it's real. Yeah. Oh, hi. You're my favorite customer. Okay. Bye, doggy. Bite and the, the fucking florist who says, Oh, hi, I didn't recognize you. He looks like a fucking vampire. How did you not recognize the motherfucker? Are you nobody looks like that? Like, oh man, oh my god, and that song, A Rose is a Rose. Like, what? What you and the weird mother. The fucking mother who intermittently comes in and goes, I've seen the doctor. It's definitely breast cancer. Okay, bye. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing to me? <laughs> Stop hurting my head. Oh, the whole film is just weird. And again, the creepy kid in the beginning, like, they're about to get down and dirty. Can I stay? You're like, what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> I like oh. watching you guys. Like, what are you doing? Oh, no, Danny, we want to be alone right now. <laughs> I just remember this one girl, and she would get it so often. And this guy found out, and he just started beating on her so much that it deformed her face. <laughs> what a story, Mark. Don't, don't laugh, you strange man. <laughs> So I weird. did not hit her. Why do they all say that? I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I love that song. I love that song so much. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, honestly, if you have not seen The Room, it needs to be seen. It needs. <laughs> okay. Is that a film every cinephile must watch, AJ? Yes. It kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly <laughs> enough, yeah. Oh, dear. Wow. Sorry. But yeah, oh, no, and, and the, oh, the madness behind this film is, is to be appreciated. Um, mixed member really asked if I've seen Audition as yet. Sadly not. It was going to be in our one word film movie just time just time is just not on the side about that pedro brings up edward that is another film that is so high on my list of films to see oh edward's fucking great okay cool right that was my number four over to you it's a recent one aj and i'm bringing my boy damien chazelle to the party yes he's done whiplash yes he's done la la land wasn't crazy about first night but oh my Fucking God, he got back on track with this because my number three is Babylon. I just, again, I just want to have an edge on so It's so fucking good. It is so fucking good. Like, the opening shot of an elephant taking a shit on a man is almost slapped. Sorry, sorry. First, they mean first night. First man. Oh, first, oh sorry. Okay. Definitely yeah, that, not that first was, night. yeah, that was, yeah. First that man was, was meh. It just lacks depth. I know what you mean. But yeah, mm. I'll, yeah, let's let's talk Babylon. So Babylon is literally, in few words, 
it is singing in the rain meets Martin Scorsese. It's singing in the rain with lots of coke and lots of sex. It's 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 it literally focuses on that period where Hollywood is transitioning. He references singing in the rain all the fucking time in this film. Like not as a you exist in the same universe, but as a kind of tip of the hat thing. Like it's it's Easter egg city, this movie. And it, it, it's just so fucking well balanced. It is an exercise in balance, this film, because Okay, you think the party in Project X... I mean, okay, no, the party in Project X was impressive. The opening party in this film is all one shot, and it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Ever. Ever. This this, this, this 60s drug-fueled party of, 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 of absolute... Not even 60s, I think, earlier than that. But just absolute excess. Excess in every single department. Just money, 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 money. Coke, 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 sex, sex, sex. Elephants. Like fucking elephants in the party. Like, you're like, yeah, but you know what? In the scope of what you're showing me, this doesn't seem unfitting. But it's how we cope, kind of like George Clooney's character in Hail Caesar, how we cope with knowing when our time is up. Do we slink away? Do we cope with it? Do we retire humbly? Do we try and fight for former glories? Like it's again a universal truth, irrespective of whether you're an actor or whatever career you're in. The universal truth is you need to know when your time is up. You need bald people. This is gonna sound like a very, very strange analogy. No, I know what you mean. I know don't you do don't do the Bobby Charlton. Don't do the Zinedine Zidane. Shave it. Just shave it. Everyone can see you're bald. Shave it. John Cena, shave your head, brother. <sighs> balding, though. Cena, I believe, is balding. You know, it's the, the Hulk Cena Hogan. Cena either needs to shave it or get a hair transplant. But, you know, it's the Hulk Hogan where it's literally just the circumference of your head. Like It's it's not even at the top anymore. What the hell are you doing with that? That's when it's give up. You can't even do a comb over because there's not enough length. or that You know, it, that's when it's like give up. I, I know what you mean, though. So there are times when you just need to know that it's not the right way. Just get rid of that shit. So there's that. And it's about knowing when your time, your hair's time, whatever. It's having the humility to stay, take a step back, look in the mirror, and know when your time is up. And that's what the movie focuses on as far as Brad Pitt is concerned. Because he is the high roller. He is the big movie star. And, you know... His time comes in this movie, and it's how he processes that. Margot Robbie, directly contrasting that, is the new girl in on the town. She's the star on the rise. She's the one everybody wants to work with. She's the new it girl. And it's how one person comes to terms with finding this new fame and how they cope with that. So that's what I mean. It's this balance, this constant balance that's going around. And Gavin sums it up perfectly here. Babylon raised a smile when the title appeared on screen 30 minutes in. That's not an exaggeration. That's actually really cool. And then you kind of go, oh shit, so I'm in for quite an Odysseic rise, uh, Odysseic ride here. It's quite something. And I'm with Riri. I'm baffled how this got so many negative reviews. Babylon flopped. It was a major flop. Which is yeah. to me ridiculous. 
Like it, the movie is certified. It is great. Pedro says, didn't care for Babylon. Appreciate what the intentions were there. It failed in the execution for me. Don't agree. That, again, difference of opinion. Babylon for me was a resounding success. Um, yeah. Cool. Beg to differ. Bald men can easily go the Robert Duval route. Okay. I'm talking about Bobby Charlton, bruv. <laughs> yeah, Robert Duval does only quite well, but yeah. Um, Robert Duval yeah. does the look quite well. That, that, that little... Yeah, where it's a, this Don't weird comb over. Do the fucking comb over. Mm -mm. Shave that shit. Shave yeah. that shit. And bald, good. I'm not shitting on bald people at all. I'm no, like, no, I, no. I, the bald look is all good by me. Like, they've got no prejudice against bald, but yeah. And Ibrahim Al Mala says, Oh, Babylon, that track is still playing in my ears ever since. Yes, AJ, this is why it's good. Because you know, Damien Giselle's got that freaking affinity for jazz music in all of his movies, right? Oh boy, <laughs> there's some good music in this film, man. I'll tell you. Cool. Oh, you're number three. Coincidentally, Damien Chazelle. <laughs> mm. La la la. You make me so I mean... happy right now. <laughs> I mean, it, it was on the list. It has been on the list. And last week it just missed out because I was like, oh shit, I didn't put it in. When we had it, because I, I, again, when it was meant to be on a two week thing, and I was like, definitely be in next week and created a new list. And it's one of those things that your affinity for La La Land will always outdo mine. If I was going to talk about a different, like in film rankings, I could even possibly have Friday slightly higher for what it meant to me from how long and how many times I watched it. No, 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 just, just bear with me. But the actual story and the way it's delivered is something to be appreciated. I'm not saying I'm going to bang on and every song and dance in that film was something for me, but it's a wonderful, excuse me, oh my God, that didn't feel that coming. It's a wonderful story. It truly just delivers. It, okay, it doesn't give you the ending you wanted, but this is life. And that's the way I look at it, you know. I, it's something you said before I'd actually seen it and, and stuff like that. But it's... I don't know what people are looking for. You're talking of two people who are chasing a dream. And again, maybe... I, and dare I say this? We can appreciate it more because week in, week out, there is this podcast. Week in, every other week out, there is a wrestling podcast. Week in, week out, twice a week, there is a Daddy Goo video. That you, when you have that, dare I say, artistic view, that creative flair, the challenge is it has with your personal life. Trust me, guys. I, I mean, uh, do you know what? Let's just disclose it now. I was getting headache in my ear two seconds before I press record right people who don't understand what's going on so then you now get to learn and appreciate that sacrifice that touch more and i'm not saying you have to be in that world but i think that's why it resonates to us in a way that it may not to others and again you could be a creative in any different field i'm not saying you have to do a pod you could literally be an actual artist taking a paintbrush you know whatever your passion is and following it to try and make it and the sacrifices you make you can actually sit back and appreciate la la land a bit more and be like that sucks, but I get it. And I think that's that's the takeaway from La La Land. It's like, yeah, you could have gone the other way. And yes, I, I, I've seen it and I was like, if only they did. I, I was so pissed off when I saw Emma Stone with kids. I was like, why the fuck? I, I hate breaking up my family. 
I was like, if only, if only the kids wasn't there, they could get back. Sorry, spoiler territory for anyone who's not seen the film. But it's that route, you know, and that's, yeah, no, it's, it's a nice film. And if you would like more, go back to two weeks where it was on Nico's list. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's real yeah. good. Here's to the one, two dream, brother. I love that shit. Oh, Riri, we have a wrestling fan. Hey, thank Riri you. Says, I love WWE. We'll tune into that wrestling pod, you lot. New Japan Pro Wrestling is also amazing. Preach, my friend. <laughs> and okay. AW. Ah, I'm the AW guy. <laughs> I, I, I've always said it. Um, spoiler, blood type WWE. That's just who I've been. And I don't hate. There was a very, very good pay-per-view that went on. But Riri, yeah, it's Ministry of Wrestling and MOW News on Twitter. But yeah, but Ministry of Wrestling, check it out. You could do with the subscription and the follows. So I appreciate on that. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll connect. We'll connect. Yeah. Ah, oh, Pedro, you just said something that was meant to be on my list. Fuck. I don't even want to put it up because if we bring it up next time. I'll screw it. I'm going to put it out. Tangerine. Shit. Three weeks. Three Snap, weeks to keep forgetting. Huh? Snap, crackle, pop. I thought you were going to yeah. have that. Shit. And Gavin says, yeah, Tangerine was okay for me. The consistent conflicts between characters got slightly annoyed. It's, it, listen, Tangerine. I'm not going to say Tangerine. your little headline, by the way, AJ. Thank you. Thank you very much, bro. Yeah, Rearing, um, if you look at AJ now, Ministry of Wrestling on YouTube, we have, uh, I'm on there with him as well. We do a, we do a, well, actually, we're doing a show hopefully right after this, and that should be airing yeah, later this week. Yeah. Hopefully, sometime tomorrow, if not first, but probably tomorrow. I'm trying to get it out for tomorrow, recorded, energy dependent. But yeah, Tangerine is not going to be top of the list for me, right? It's a it's great shot on iPhone, isn't it, Tangerine? Yeah iPhone 5, I believe it was. And that's the respect I give to it because it very, do you know what? It's quite tangential to the whole La La Land story. That is chasing a dream. You do not have the equipment to produce a film in the way that most people can. You don't have a red one and a this, that, and the other. You've taken your iPhone and put a film together. The respect I have for that filmmaker, yeah, maximum respect. So, and that's why it will always have uh, respect on my end. But I won't go further because, hey, who knows? There could be LA Part 4. Not next week, but we we, we go on. Okay, you're number two, sir. I take exception with Pedro's comment here, but it's fine. Oh, I'll, having... read it. I'll read it. Do you, should I put it up? Go for it. Hey, having kids is a cheap narrative device to make it simpler for audiences to accept slash understand them not getting together. Had she not have kids and they still didn't get together, more come. I agree. I agree. Listen, she could have still left him. She could have still left her husband for it. Like, th there is no blueprint as to what it is. What's meant to be is meant to be. You could have been complex and it could have just been. Uh, you could Listen, there are films. Put it there. I, I will bring it right home. Eight Mile. Eight Mile. It sounds stupid as fuck, but it's true. There is that look between Brittany Murphy, R.I.P., and Rabbit, which literally has the middle finger. They could have been perfect together, but they knew it, that moment had gone. So, yeah, you're right. It can work. It could go both ways. You don't have to throw kids into it. But it was there. So, yeah. 
I don't think it simplified the film. It just showed how far each person has moved on. I don't think it's uh, one or the other. Cool. Yeah, because people have never left anyone when they have kids. <laughs> anyway, my number two, you weirdly brought it up earlier, um, but just in passing. And it's a film you introduced me to, and I hold it in very high regard. Double Indemnity. Oh, you tw Yeah. Mm, I yeah, fucking hell. What a twat. Yeah, that is... I, why did I forget that's LA? I don't know why it feels like New York to me, but yeah, it is LA. No, no, it's very LA. <sighs> this movie is fantastic. The OG noir yeah. film. The OG noir film, where it all kind of got its vibes and inspirations from. It's such a simple setup and premise, isn't it? Fucking insurance salesman comes over to Hot Femme Fatale's house and they plot together to kill hubby and make money. The end. Yeah. yeah. Why does it need to be more complex than that? The what isn't what's interesting. The how. The how. And to give away the how would be to deprive you of one of the all-time great moments or moments sisters, sir, of noir filmmaking i have a feeling not our audience live audience so much because y'all are fucking switched on when it comes to these old films maybe some of the pod listeners won't have seen double indemnity it's an old one i really really recommend if you haven't seen it it's not a long movie either. It's like an hour and a half long. It's the good thing about these old movies. They know how to tell a fucking good story quickly. Yeah. Um, I really recommend you guys check out Double Indemnity if you haven't, because it is quite brilliant. I could, I could work with that. I could work with that. Yeah. Right. My number two, uh, so an actor who's near and dear to you. No. Oh. Um, rewatched it because I, I know we watched like anyway, long time ago. I watched it, but I rewatched it recently when we were doing LA. Robin Williams, one hour photo. Do you know this is the Robin Williams movie I haven't seen? I think it's Disney Plus, but it's not Disney Plus, it's BBC iPlayer. I'm sure it's Disney Plus has got it. Ain't um, gonna happen between now and next week, brother. I can no, 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 no. I'm just saying it's it's about is all I'm saying. I'm not saying anything else. I'm just saying it's about. Yeah, no. Next week is way. way, way no. I don't. I, I shiver at the thought of next week. <laughs> shiver. Yes. I'm honestly like normally there's a few go tos. Nope, not here. This is, this is one and done. <laughs> but um, one hour photo. There's something about one hour photo that's really how can do you know what threw me back this time? And I can't remember, I can't remember when I watched it before. It wasn't a Robin Williams episode that I brought it up. But um watching it now is it's the whole process of just processing pictures. You know, we don't do that anymore. Everything's just I know the world you're in, yes, you need a higher quality camera and you probably have developed some pictures, but the, the good old days of just going into your snappy snaps or your boots and getting your Hey, snappy good throwback. You know what I mean? Yeah, just getting your pictures developed and stuff like that. And this is what this film shows. And this is one of those where it's kind of hard to remake it because it's Robin Williams literally mentally adopting this family that he gets on with because he just likes what it is. And the, the, the story that they tell through their pictures just means something to him. And it becomes very uncomfortable that he... It's, 
Hexstar spoiler, he duplicates the pictures. He takes these pictures home. He starts to feel like he's involved with this family when he has not. They just see him as the, the guy. He's he's side from the from the minute mark. It's not the minute mark, but it's essentially like your Asda or something. You know, it's like a big department um, supermarket and it's got all your little departments and he's the guy at the photo store. And there is this part where the son, I think, was celebrating a birthday or just finished celebrating a birthday. He's like, I feel sorry for son. His mom's like, why? She's like, he just seems lonely. You know, and she's just like, you don't need to worry about Sai. He's, you know, he's probably got a girlfriend somewhere. Like, she just pictures, like, no, he's fine. He's, he's a nice guy, but don't worry about it. But no, he doesn't. Sai just lives this very isolated life where he is imagining himself in the family's life. And it just, it leads into stalking. It starts to follow into stuff. Then he starts to get information that he shouldn't. Something he finds out in his in his profession that leads to find out that this 2.4 family isn't as great as it first looks and there's something going on there and then it starts to lead into him getting in trouble at work and he then yeah I don't want to say what happens when he he, he gets into trouble there and it develops into something else and it gets a bit uncomfortable because this obsession gets into deep territory and it's it's weird it's dark it's kind of uncomfortable and I I'm it was a, a a different side of Robin Williams, you know. Robin Williams Still does, cool, but creepy. Robin Williams does creepy very well. People never give him credit for that. He's. Yeah. I would have always loved to have seen him as like a Riddler. I think he was meant to be a Riddler. There you go. That would have made the world. I think sense. he was meant to be the Riddler. Had Burton continued, I think Batman Forever. Was meant to have Robin Williams as as the Riddler. That would have yeah. worked. That brain of his firing on a million miles an hour. That would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll I'll need to get on this one, mate. I can't add much having not seen no, it. But yeah, no. it's a good it's a good film. Good. Film. I don't have a worst this week. Do you? This kind of jumped into my head, kind of along the same time as I'd done um, Disaster Artist. It was James Franco, and it's a film. Oh, don't, 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 don't. Should I just leave it? I, I don't have to have it worse. Uh, say it, but I'm going to disagree with you hard. I know what you're going to do. This is the end. I you're a dickhead. You're I a dickhead. I could not. I just, I looked at it and I was like, this isn't funny. And it just, this oh, is it's... the end is funny. I just couldn't. I couldn't. Okay, guys, well, before Nico announces he's number one, start start dropping your Rushmores in. Start dropping your Rushmores on your top tens so we can get into sway and territory. And Drop please do remember, below. please do like the video if you haven't already. And, guys, just before we reveal our number ones, if you do like this type of content, please do remember that you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash movie dudes and for literally less than the cost of your daily starbucks you can support the channel and help us grow because the money we make we will be investing back in buying new software new cameras new stuff to make the streams better XYZ. for you xyz stuff like stuff like, like scroll in in, in in thor ragnarok behold my stuff <laughs> So yeah, buymeacoffee.com forward slash movie dudes. Links to that is in the description below. Thank you guys. Uh, my number one, AJ. My number one. Keeping it classic, I'm gonna go Sunset Boulevard. I've heard of this. 
must admit, it was obviously I've heard of it. Never seen it. Never seen it. So we're keeping very much on trend with some themes that Babylon has explored, that Hail Caesar has explored. This is kind of the OG. So this washed up movie star who still has delusions of grandeur. Those delusions are added to when someone comes wanting to do a story about her and doing a write-up about her. She feels the needs to go on this mad proving who she still is, not just to herself, but to this man too. And ensues this weird game of emotional blackmail, toxic codependence, and delusions of grandeur to the highest degree with one of the best cinema end line, one of the best last lines in a movie ever like you know you've got lines in in like in um some like it hot like well nobody's perfect great last line or you've got lines like uh at the end of goodwill hunting i gotta go see about a girl you know great last line touch it, such a touch it like that right? yeah. great last line um this one i'm ready for my close-up mr demille you know that is a super famous line this is where it comes from it is an amazing movie, AJ. Really, really a classic you need to get you familiar with if you haven't seen it. Cool. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'll put it on the list. It's one of those classics that you've heard of for the longest while. But no. Of course, and it's fucking great. It's it's kind of a noir. Kind of a noir. It, it, kind of. It lacks the detective element, but the detective is kind of reframed by being a, a journalist. Slash I don't know why. And I don't know why, yeah? And you might tell me miles apart, very similar. Your description of it, for some reason, I just get... I don't know why. Shades of um, Streetcar Named Desire. Don't know yes. why. Yes, 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 okay. hugely. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Alright, awesome. Your number one. Right. I don't know if you've seen or even heard of this film. I happen to have stumbled across it and it works. If I said to you, and it's not wrestling related, RKO 281, do you know what that is? I know the first part. It's Orson, Welles, it's Orson Welles production company, RKO Pictures, isn't it? Well, I don't think it was his production company, but it's the company he worked with, yeah. So it's the production company, it's the studio... It's the production company that released um, Citizen Kane. And that's exactly what RKO, RKO 281 is. It's the, the actual production name of Citizen Kane. And it's Lee Schreiber and John Malkovich in a film about the making of Citizen Kane. Oh, that's and cool. the madness that came into it. I had no idea some of the madness and the cancellation that this film nearly faced. Because I was always, when I read about Citizen Kane, I was under the impression it was semi-autobiographical based on um, Orson Welles. No, 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 no. It's actually based on this media tycoon that was mm -hmm. around that Wells had met and had a kind of fallen out with. He, he he just found the guy ultrally stuck up and he was like, this guy's always making stuff about other people and talking about other people. Why don't we talk about him? And they come up with this whole story to develop, again, the whole thing of, of um, yeah, Citizen Kane, you know, it, it's how it's built. Even down to the definition of why they use Rosebud, you know? 
Mm. Absolutely insane. I, it was like, oh, like it, they've dug so deep into this guy's life and just screwed him. And it was like, are you aware of who you're fucking with? And the challenge is that I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it's how far he's willing to take that. The guy nearly crashed Hollywood as a feedback of don't, how dare you expose my life behind it. And it's Lee Schreiber as Orson Welles just going like, we're going to do this. There's that shot where um, Orson Welles is playing Citizen Kane, where it's a really low shot looking up. And it's about like, I think everybody hates me. It's two people in a room during his campaign what he done in order to make that shot happen and it was just like the more i was watching this film i was like this is a fucking hidden gem i've never heard about like yeah it was such a mad film that looked at it and there was uh, there was one line it's it's nothing to me it was a, a low blow and you'll hear it if it hits you the way it hits me it did it did but it's when this tycoon is having an argument with his lady friend who's work, who's played by um oh god what's her name Melanie Griffith. Is it Melanie Griffith? Yeah. And sorry, I do need to put it back up. Melanie. Yeah, Melanie Griffith. It was her. Yeah. I, I'm blank. Oh, shit. Sure. James Cromwell's in this too. That's nice. Yeah. And she literally calls the tycoon Mr. Kane. And you're like, oh, fuck, you went deep. Like, you knew that would hurt the guy at that time. Brilliant film. Honestly, a brilliant film that showed, again, the Hollywood system, how Hollywood nearly crashed based on this film. The, how daring it went it was yeah great great journey another reason for it to be considered the greatest film of all time then again, again, i know it's again, become trendy kane has become trendy to hate on kane's got the avatar fever to it now it's become so good that people are it's not that good so, yeah it, is. it really I, is i'm i'm very i'm very mixed when it comes to citizen kane i watched it and i was like yeah it's just, a and it's weird for someone who enjoys biopics. I was like, it's just the story of a man. That's what it felt like to me, you know? Okay, nice touch as to what Rosebud is. I get it. But it was like, yeah. Again, if you haven't seen Citizen Kane, people, I would advise you watch it first before trying to look for RKO 28281. Just. Yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. I, I don't want to spoil what Rosebud is to you. It's not Disaster Artist and um, The Room. It's not that closely linked. You know, but I would still the, the making of the film kind of came about. But yeah, that sounds awesome, mate. I yeah. don't know if it should go onto a Rushmore. I wouldn't do it because I'll be honest, I didn't even hear of it myself. I don't know what chance it would have in a Rushmore. Yeah, right. no, I'm, I'm real. I, I mean, mixed memorabilia hasn't heard of it. Look forward to watching it. <laughs> <laughs> so. If you're in America, you may be in better luck because I believe it's an HBO production. So I oh, believe you might be able to find TV it. TV movie, is it, AJ? I don't know if it is. I'm not sure if it, it could be. I, I haven't even had enough time to do the research, if I'm honest with you. This new work schedule is not as easy as it used to be, and that's why next week scares the fuck out of me. But we, we digress. Um, yeah, no, I just found it a great film. Right. Ooh. Sorry, as I said, guys, fighting, fighting fatherhood here. Um, Pedro Santos's list is The Long Goodbye, Bread and Roses, Repo Man, <laughs> <laughs> Shortcuts, Barton Fink, LA Story, Get Shorty, Sunset Boulevard, Magnolia, The Player, 
make some memorabilia picks. Jackie Brown, end of watch. Great shout out with end of watch. Heat and South Central. Gavin Mann, pretty woman. La La Land, Demolition Man, Speed Crash, Wing Fee Ray J, Training Day, Chippendale, LA Confidential, White Men Can't Jump, Justice for Woody, AJ, Justice for Woody. <laughs> Followed also by Seven Psychopaths, which also has Woody. And Riri Thomas says, My Rushmore, Sunset Boulevard, Jackie Brown, The Disaster Artist, Hail Caesar. Okay. No. Right. <laughs> okay, 0281 runtime is 84 minutes. I see why you watched it, AJ. <laughs> was it 84? Do you know what? It felt slightly. Yeah, yeah. It was about that time, yeah. What? Right. It was that time. Yeah. It's not yeah, an opinion. Yeah. You've got to remember that what's, what's really annoying with me is that even though it's 84 minutes, I. Um, I watch it while traveling. So sometimes the film still gets cut and then it feels like it's over the time that it is because of, yeah, the way I have to watch films nowadays. But yeah, great film. <laughs> great time. Mm, okay. Right. So. Rush, rush more. What are we doing? <sighs> so bear with me one sec. Um, let me just get this. Sorry, I'm on my two. Sunset Boulevard's a classic, but I also think it's got enough fame that it could go on there so knowing that quinton has definitely qualified already we can't should we really put jackie brown in again and then it means two quinton to have seen it. right nope i'm glad we i'm glad we agreed on that that also eliminates um once upon a time yes yeah How about also disaster artist? Yeah, I could toy with a disaster artist. You haven't given me feedback on Sunset Boulevard, though. No, because I, I agree with. I mean, it's one of those that you said it's a classic, but how would it, would it fare? I mean, it's hard for me to. No, no, I think it, it would fare well because it's famous. That's what I'm saying. Okay, about Sunset Boulevard. That's fine. It's super famous. Um, riddle me this: How about Lethal Weapon? Well, we've had an action one in each round, so it seems only fair. Okay. What do you want to go in last? I mean... Do you want to put your collateral in there? I was tempted to bat for that. I was tempted do you want to go to collateral over lethal weapon, or do you want to have both? Because a part of me thinks maybe take Lethal Weapon out, put Collateral in because it was my four and your one from last week, and then maybe add Boogie Nights in. Boogie Nights, or would you like to put your movie in there? Because it was your numbers of, what, two or three? Three last, on week that one, it's my number three now. La La Land. I'm always afraid with the La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always afraid with the La La Land because you get the cynical motherfuckers and you get the dreamers. Yeah, yeah. it's a Marmite movie. It always scares me that it's going to get hurt. But do you know what? Yeah, fuck it. Let's put. I actually feel La La Land could win this one. So fuck yeah, let's put La La Land in. 
Lethal oh. weapon, you're you're going out. Collateral is going in. in. And la la la. Yes, go on, la la la, and take this one. Cool. Then it's gonna get fucked by Pulp Fiction in the final. <laughs> but the, the, let's be honest, Pulp Fiction is probably the take. Was it Terminator 2 in the first one? Yeah. I even and in my heart, I would say Terminator 2 over Pulp Fiction. I still believe Pulp Fiction will fuck Terminator 2 so badly. Pulp Fiction's winning this whole thing, bro. Yeah. Like, it will destroy. It will destroy Terminator 2. I, I, I just right. see it. Um, Pedro wanted Boogie Nights in there. Mixed memorabilia. We're not putting Jackie Brown in because I don't want Pulse to have Tarantino yeah, yeah, two, movies two, every two, single time. Tarantino, it won't be right. Uh... Boogie Nights or Collateral? God, it's your number one and my four. Come on, we got to go collateral. Add La La Land as a joint number three or something. Yeah. Now, La La Land's staying. <laughs> my, thing, my thing is, and again, this is just based on the fact that we both haven't seen it. It's not both of us have seen it. And it's on more you and appealing to the fans. Would you prefer Sunset Boulevard over Boogie Nights? Like, I'm putting it out to people. If you guys want the people voting, okay, that's a very good question. All right, guys, I need you guys to vote. So, Pedro, Gavin, Mixer Memorabilia, Riri, RJ Skarinki, if you're still here, Francis Lalonde, if you're still about, I think you may have left though. But come on, guys, help me out here. Do we do Sunset Boulevard or Boogie Nights? We are not putting Babylon in, Gavin, but I love the fact that you would vote for it. Sunset and Boulevard. It'll be two Chazelles. We can't Nights. do two Chazelles. So yeah, can't do two Chazelles. Very good point. Sunset Boulevard or Boogie Nights. That's the people's vote this week. What are we going for? Please comment down below. First three answers is that first three of one gets the pick. Sunset Boulevard or Boogie Nights. We're not doing Jackie Brown mixed memorabilia. No. <laughs> But if Jackie wins, that's the thing, McMemorabilia. If Jackie wins, you now have two Tarantinos in the final. Which and is that's just... what we can't allow. And we're not going to be like, oh, you won, but because it's two Jackie, two, two Tarantinos, we're going to oh, take off the so Pedro says that. Boogie Nights. Gavin Mann says Sunset Boulevard. And Mixed Memorabilia says Jackie Brown. Mixed Memorabilia, can you split the vote, please? Sunset <laughs> Boulevard or Jackie Brown or Boogie Nights? Help me out here. Where's the two Chazelles? What do you mean? If we do Babylon oh. and La La Land, it would be two. Yeah. No, 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 no. Gavin Mann is commenting, you did two Bruce Willis last week. Why not two Chazelles this week? Ah, fair point. Fair point. Good is point. it? I mean... Oh. I don't see it that way. I, I see the logic, but I also don't agree with it. Sunset Boulevard or Boogie Nights? Oh, Mixed Memorabilia has gone Sunset. Okay, Sunset Boulevard it is. Sunset it is. Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie, Mount Rushmore, part Andy three. came in with Sunset as well. So, <laughs> thank you, Andy. Hello, Andy. Part three, in no particular order is the disaster artist our second entry is
Sunset Boulevard. Our third entry is... Collateral. Our final entry into the movie Mount Rushmore of movies set in L.A. Part 3 is... It's in the name, La La Land. Okay. Okay, guys, thank you very much for your participation, your votes, and just, again, hanging with these two guys. And, and for my happy birthdays, thank you. Yeah, yeah. You showed my boys some love, so I appreciate that, guys. Okay, as per usual, at Movie MT Rushmore on Twitter. More importantly, the guy we're retweeting, at Movie Poll for you, JT from We Love Movies. That's we'll be able to vote and crown the final entrant into movies set in LA. We, I've always said we'll never do another. We've done two anothers on one topic. That's how big this is. So <laughs> this is it. Make the vote count, people. and make Another it one. Um, <laughs> another one, yeah. So really appreciate all the support, guys. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell five people to tell five people. And then get them to tell their people. Yes, mixed memorabilia, ask the question. What Here we go. So, because it was my birthday this week, we were supposed to be doing, as has become now custom on the show, thank you, season five, The Drunk Rushmore. However, we wanted to finish our LA special, so The Drunk Rushmore has been pushed back a week. So The Drunk Rushmore is next week. And for our topic, because I'm stupid. Mm. I really hate you about this. <laughs> and I know it's not... It's not common for us to do... I think we've got to frame this as worst, surely. We can't be putting the word best. I mean, it's going to be the best of the worst, isn't it? Like, it's way, just I the worst. Know. What is his worst? It has to be that, surely. We're grading shit here. For our Drunk Rushmore, we are doing a worst. The top 10 worst movies. And I know you guys are now nah, I keep it positive. It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible because the topic we are wank stain of the highest degree. Because the topic we are doing next week is from a man who really, really rates himself, but he's really not very good at all. Ladies and gentlemen, UA Ball movies. And if you don't know, you're gonna get to know. The top 10 worst UA Bull movies. <laughs> Guys, uh, uh, Gavin, I wish. I wish. Oh, that would be so much better. easier. It would be so, be much, so much easier. easier. I, I, Again, no matter. That's a the good thing, idea for your birthday, though. I don't mind. I don't mind. I would actually prefer we swapped it so I've got more time to do this one. But oh, no. you insisted. You have insisted. And it's the one time. My I birthday. <laughs> it's the one time as deep as this friendship goes it's the one time i can officially say i hate you because i do not <laughs> have the time yeah i do not have the time i'm still trying to think how i'm going to squeeze this in because normally guys i'd have about three backups and ways i could swerve it in you know there's a way that die hard with a vengeance will creep in or back to the future could creep in no 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 it has to be directed by a guy i have seen one movie on this whole LA thing, I thought, yes, it's going to buy me some time. I thought no, that too. Hasn't. I fucked up. <laughs> no, it hasn't. I have not had that time recently. This past weekend, I was out with the missus for a wedding. An entire weekend of potential film watching has gone. 
Before on. that, I've worked 10 straight days and I've been like, fuck, it has not happened. And I'm not going to lie, memento, as much as I've seen it and I needed a refresher, I've, I've tried for three to four nights to finish that fucking film as well. I am in the biggest trouble of my life because there is one film, there is nine to squeeze in with no reaches. <laughs> There's not enough days. <laughs> there isn't. I have tomorrow AJ off and I cannot talk to the movies. movies a night. I wish. The only way I can do this is I have Friday to myself. I have Friday to myself and I've decided. Are you doing nine movies in one day? That's going to be ridiculous. I'm going to squeeze others in, in and around. But my other day off is now promised to the missus because it just happened to have been that way. And I, just, I hope I the missus is leaving you the fuck alone on Friday. She's at work. That's the only reason it's possible. Jimmy, if you're watching, you've done the rota and I owe you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way I can break this down. Oh, honestly, I guys, I have never put it out there this much in my life. I'm not sure if I can do it. The parameters of Rushmore is that it needs to be top 10. I beg you just to do just 10. Do at movie MT Rushmore. Nico, how about the top five this week? <laughs> <laughs> and this shit, it's not like you're saying, you know, top 10 Hitchcock and you might actually appreciate what you're going to discover. Because I'm pretty low on Hitchcock. No, no, no. This is going to be the worst journey of your lives. So what I'm going to do right now, though, I'm going to throw the gauntlet out there. If, like, AJ, you are at one film or less, Join us in this quest. See how many UA Bowl films you can squeeze in between now and next week, Tuesday. <laughs> right? Let's see how much we can discuss this. Shit. And how pissed we will get. Because it's not going to be great, guys. It's not going to be great. It's uh, not. It's not. But, Pedro, to answer your question, I believe we have done a revenge episode before. I, we have, I'm sure. We have. I'm sure. I'm sure we have. Season one or two. It was a while ago, that one. We could do another one. Um, <laughs> let's I focus. I brilliant defense. I think this appreciates why you didn't go for blood in, blood out. It explains it, really. Possibly. But again, the cultural appropriation just wasn't right, Holmes. It wasn't Damn, right. man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So we've got something yeah it's, it's going to be pretty interesting next week guys but it's a drunk rush more so you know it's gonna be a laugh we may even i may even bring some clips in off youtube and we do reactions to it because we're going to be drunk and oh my god if you haven't seen ua bowl films y'all ain't ready you don't want none of this your boys are bad man and we'd be rocking the streets paparazzi curve we'd be dropping the beats your boys are bad man <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my guy John Cena. Oh, I'm gonna see him at Mania. I'm fucking so happy about that. And speaking of wrestling, he is from Ministry of Wrestling on YouTube. I am over at Daddy Boo, and we are going to see you guys next week. UA Bowl and this season's drunk Rushmore. <laughs> we are guys. <laughs> we are.